The Father's arms are open wide. How amazing that lyric is and how it comforts us in times like these. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you that your arms are open wide. Thank you for the opportunity to come to your altar this morning, to hear the praises that we just heard. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So here I am back with another handheld microphone, which I cannot stand. But it is what it is this morning. We've been in a series called Wisdom for Life, looking at what the book of Proverbs has to give us when it comes to wisdom in areas of our life. Today, we're going to be looking at the wisdom the Proverbs has to offer us with regards to parenting. You see, Proverbs has a lot to say, but it's specifically in one area that Proverbs talks about parenting. And it's this, it's raising kids that give honor and respect to authority. That's what Proverbs focuses on, that one topic. And why does it do that? Because it assumes that you're going to love your child. It assumes that you're going to pass your faith on to your child. It assumes that you're going to provide for your child. And it assumes that you'll keep them safe and that you will help them to be educated. But what it doesn't assume, it doesn't assume that they will be raised in such a way that they will give honor and respect to authority. I heard an interview with a juvenile court judge who mentioned that juvenile violent crime had tripled in recent years. And when asked why, this judge gave three points. He said, first, kids lost the admiration for authority. Then they lost the respect for authority. And now they've lost the fear of authority. Working in the criminal justice system, I can wholeheartedly agree with those sentiments. But how? How do you breed honor and respect for authority in a child? And, and Proverbs gives us the answer. It drives it home over and over again. It, it's relentless in saying, this is how you do it. Ignore it at your peril. It's one word. Discipline. Proverbs says to discipline your child. Don't just manage them, handle them, compensate them, or supervise them. But Proverbs says to discipline them. Which means that you meet bad behavior 
which flows from a lack of honor and respect for authority, you meet that bad behavior with punishment. Something unpleasant. Something they don't want to experience again. And that has to happen whenever there is a willful disobedience which goes against your authority as a parent. And this is important. Discipline isn't used for childish irresponsibility, but only for willful disobedience, meaning rebellion. When you tell your kid to do something, they look you straight in the eye and say, no. It's like a slap to the face of authority. There, and there's other ways that they do the same thing. There are subtle ways that this can happen. Maybe it's rolling their eyes at you, a particular tone of voice, or even their body language. But it is unmistakably disrespectful, belligerent, and dishonoring. And Proverbs says it shouldn't be tolerated. Respect for authority has to do with minding you as a parent, doing what you say, obeying you, and yes, honoring you. But not just you as a parent. It's others who are in authority. Because what's established in the home is what you will see played out in other areas as well. Children are taught to honor. They're taught to respect. When a child talks back to a teacher, which is relevant because we just started back to school, but when a child talks back to a teacher or ignores them or shows disrespect in some way to a teacher, it was allowed to take place years before in the home. So, I, I don't want you to confuse willful disobedience with childish irresponsibility because childish irresponsibility is just that. It's childish irresponsibility. It's a reflection of their immaturity or their age or their lack of development. It's not so much rebellion as it is just being young. So leaving your bike out in the rain wanting to run all over the house because they have so much energy and they can't use it anywhere else, so they're running around the house, leaving messes wherever they go, spilling the milk, forgetting to tie their shoes. Those are things that don't deserve discipline as much as training and development. But willful disobedience? You need to deal with that without hesitation. And here's why. Another one-word statement. Why do you want to deal with, dis with willful disobedience? It's because of love. Love for your child. Proverbs 13, 24 says this. It says, a refusal to correct is a refusal to love. Love your children by disciplining them. The foundation of all discipline in the home is love. If you don't discipline, Proverbs says, you aren't loving your child in the way that you're supposed to. 
somehow, in a lot of parents' heads, love and discipline just don't go together. They work so hard to protect their child from any and all unpleasantness that to then be the one who brings it is almost unthinkable. So they, they just don't. Sure, they talk and they warn and they yell and they fuss and they threaten, but they never discipline. That's not loving your child. It's actually abandoning your child, abdicating your role, and forsaking your responsibility as a parent. We've all heard the horror stories of a parent who leaves a child locked in a car on a hot summer day. That child that's abandoned, it's natural to question that parent's love for their child, their concern, their attention to responsibility. But when, as a parent, you fail to discipline, you're abandoning your child morally, spiritually, and developmentally. Because it's discipline that guides, shapes, molds, and instructs your child. If you love your child, Proverbs says, you will discipline them in that love. Not in anger or in frustration, or in any other way that's abusive, but out of love and in a loving way. So what, what is it that discipline will do for you and your child, for your home and your family? Yes, they will learn to obey. Yes, there will be honor and respect for authority. But that's not the big picture. The big picture is that what you'll experience in your home and as a family, and it's best seen in Proverbs chapter 29, where it says, discipline your son and he will give you peace. He will bring delight to your soul. I like how the message paraphrase puts this same verse. It says, discipline your child. You'll be glad you did they'll turn out delightful to live with. There are two key words in Proverbs 29, 17. The words are peace and delight. If we're honest, if we look around, how many families are experiencing peace and delight right now? Is your home peaceful or not peaceful? See, not many parents would be able to call their children a delight. And that's not often talked about. Have you ever been around a child who is a delight? You know, they're just a joy to talk to. They're courteous. They're respectful. They don't talk about people in demeaning ways, they're kind to others, they're conscientious, or have you ever been around a family that just seems to have everything together? They just enjoy being around each other, they laugh with each other, they play and, and horse around, they're not fighting, they're not bickering, they're not sulking, they're not tear tearing each other down. 
So are there just good kids and naturally loving families out there? Absolutely not. As much as you want to think that yours might be, it's not. See, those kids were raised to be that way. It's what brings peace and joy and delight to the home. And make no mistake, it comes from discipline. There's a, a study that was done. They looked at over 1,700 middle-class age boys and their families. They started in the pre-adolescent period and followed them all the way through to young adulthood. And of all of the different characteristics of child-rearing which distinguished them, discipline ranked at the very top. The most successful children were well-disciplined. They had strong levels of accountability. But you know what else the study discovered? Those families with strong discipline, not oppressive, just firm discipline, were also the families that remained the closest over the years. The ones most free from conflict. That's critical to take note of. Because there are a lot of parents out there that seem afraid to discipline us, afraid to set rules, afraid to enforce those rules, because they think that it will introduce family discord. Instead of peace, they think that it will bring a war. It's almost as if they're afraid that discipline will spoil the relationship between them and their child, that their child won't like them. That, and to them, the most important thing is that their child like them. So they're not firm, they give in left and right, they tiptoe around issues and behaviors, hoping that it will keep that relationship a loving and a close one. It's almost as if the child's reaction has the parents held an emotional hostage. Your job as a parent is not for your child to always like you. It's for them to always respect you. And respect is what lays the foundation for a lifelong relationship. Because without it, you don't have peace. All you have is conflict. How people talk to each other, their attitudes, their behavior, it's all a matter of discipline. So then the question becomes, how do you discipline? Well, Proverbs gives us wisdom on that too. Starting in Proverbs chapter 13, where it says, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Then in Proverbs 22, it says this, a youngster's heart is filled with foolishness but physical discipline will drive it far away. The next chapter, chapter 23, it says, don't fail to discipline your children. They won't die if you spank them. Physical discipline may well save them. And then Proverbs 29 says, the rod of correction imparts 
wisdom. But a child left to himself disgraces his mother. There can be a lot of different ways to discipline a child. Time out, taking away privileges. Proverbs says if you're wise, you will not overlook the importance of physical discipline. Now I know that's controversial. There's a stream of thought in our culture that says any kind of physical discipline such as spanking is just wrong and it's bad and it should be avoided at all costs. There seem to be two camps, parents who spank and parents who don't. You're free to pick your camp, but make no mistake, the wisdom of Proverbs is in the spanking camp. Now let's understand what physical discipline is about. It doesn't mean that discipline should always be physical. It's actually the exception to the rule. But discipline has to be one of the arrows that's available. Years ago when Amy's nephews, Austin and Alex, were young. They would come and spend the night at her house, and, and they knew that Uncle Matt would give spankings. It wasn't for childish irresponsibility. It was for willful disobedience. But I didn't have to do it very often, but they knew that I would. Then after that, there was a year that Amy and I taught adventurers. If you don't know what adventurers is, it's like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, but in a church. Um, I did it for one year. Amy did it for many years. I quickly learned it was not my spiritual gift. But I remember the very first night in Adventurers. Austin was in our class. There's probably eight or ten kids in the class. And they're sitting around, and Austin says, Hey, y'all, you better behave. Uncle Matt gives spankings. I never had to give a spanking at Adventurers. But they knew from Austin that it was one of the tools in the tool bag. It's the exception to the rule. So when it is used, obviously the Bible is not talking about being harsh, giving a parent a license to abuse. It isn't something that you use to vent your anger or your irritation. Those type of things will land you in my courtroom. Those are givens. But the importance of physical punishment remains. And physical means more than time out. It means more than taking away privileges. It's more than just sitting them down and giving them a good talking to. The Bible talks about the rod. We're talking about a good old-fashioned spanking. Proverbs goes even further. It says to start it when they're young. Very well-known verse, Proverbs 22, 6, puts it this way. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. See, everything in the book of Proverbs points to physical discipline with a young child. Because it really is won or lost 
in the early years. Honor and respect for authority is established at the very beginning. It's won or lost in those formative years, those pre-adolescent years. And I'm not talking about a one-year-old. But somewhere midway between that second year, maybe around the 18-month mark, it's, it depends on the child, a child becomes capable of knowing what you're telling them to do and what you're telling them not to do. See, that's when they can begin to be held responsible for how they behave. Now, this changes when they get older. It becomes less physical and more relational because you don't have to be physical if you did it when they were young. So that's what Proverbs has to offer us about raising children. It gives us very specific advice about discipline. It challenges us to take its wisdom to heart. The whole purpose, the whole purpose is to establish authority, to establish leadership, and to establish order within your home. So that when your child grows up, they won't end up in my courtroom. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you today for the wisdom that you provide in the book of Proverbs. You tell us that, that we should not spare the rod, but we need to make sure we don't use the rod in an inappropriate way. You tell us that when, when we establish it in a young age, we will raise children who respect and honor authority. Not only our authority as parents or the authority of those around us, but also to your authority. Be with those parents who are struggling with this. Help them to know that you're always there willing to help. Be with those children who have strong wills. Help them to see your desire in their life and be with those parents to know that they don't have to be a friend to their child. They need their children to respect them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.